With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, December 4th, 2021. I'm your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. Hello. How are you doing, G-Man? Excellent. Excellent. We're we're recording on Wednesday evening, uh, the Liverpool-Everton game, about to kick off soon. How are you feeling about that? Ah, easy. I mean, considering eight out of the last nine games have been draws at Goodison Park, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but they are really shit at the moment. So uh, I hope James McIver's listening, because by the end of this, hopefully we're we're 4-0 up. Um, But yeah, feeling good. Excellent. And hopefully that's um, the same case in an hour's time. And with us this week, once again, Connor Mack. How are you doing, Connor? Yeah, good, guys. How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. This is your last in the current guest spot run. Yeah, it's very sad. Very so we're sad. Expect, we're, but we're expecting big things. Go out on a, a massive high. I'll try. <laughs> uh, so th- this will be um, the, the final show with Connor for the time being. Um, and next week, we shall have a different surprise guest on. I was going to name them there, but let's keep it a surprise. Is that? Okay, so on to last week's picks. We'll have a quick run through of how we all got on last week. Um, I was hoping for a slight change in fortunes, but that didn't happen in my banker bet. Osnabrück at home to Freiburg. Osnabrück lost this game 1 0. And I still don't quite understand how. <laughs> That's all I've got to say. Yeah, fine. Okay. Uh, my banker was better than that. Mine came in. Um, this was over 1.5 goals in Wellington Phoenix versus Central Coast Mariners. Uh, it was nil nil at half time, but came in very easily in the second half <laughs> with goals just after half time. And uh, yeah, Gary Hooper sorted me right out. So that was nice. Um, yeah, that, that came in for me. Banker, another banker win. Connor. I believe Harry Hooper's still going. What is yeah. he? I don't know. Um, <laughs> all I'm concerned about is he scores goals for whoever I'm backing. <laughs> like, that's it. Oh, uh, man. Do you, know, do you know who he reminds me of? Right? Because I saw an article about Jody Morris the other day, and I was like, oh, what age is he now? He must be like 24. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Like, certain players, I think it's because he never hit the heights um, that his career potentially promised. No, uh, like. Yeah, you know, like I'm Ross McCormack. Yeah, still waiting for him yeah. to break into the big time. Yeah. I'll be Ross waiting a while. Ross McCormack was playing National League football last year. Really? Yeah, I did uh, not know that. It's, there's always guys like that as well. You're like absolutely like John Fleck for me, who I, who I know is you know is in his thirties now. For me, is constantly twenty one. Ah, yeah, John Fleck <laughs> just he just went down to England actually. <laughs> talking about guys with career progression like that. Do you remember Gary Kenneth, who was camped for Scotland? Oh, under as well. Some of the like was he not? 
like one of the Bertie Volts era caps where like yeah, you know but, you like but, you, you had to be like standing near the Hamden at kickoff you're like right son in you get you're playing at no, left back today that's disingenuous to Gary Kenneth who was a good centre half but uh, the point was like two years after that when he was still in his 20s like he was playing like junior football oh really it's yeah. like Gary O'Connor and Derek Riordan both of them ended up <laughs> yeah way down uh, falling off the face of the earth like, yeah you know, anyway <sighs> How did your banker get on last week, Connor? Uh, it, it got off to a good start. Fulham went 1-0 up. Uh, I bet Fulham. Uh, Fulham went 1-0 up and then proceeded just not to turn up in the second half. I conceded to Preston and it finished 1-0. I'm not quite mm. sure. First half should have been 3-4-0. And then they just decided that we're, we're just not good enough second half and drew 1-0. That's a shame. Yep. I won't be going back to the 4-5 to well. Or will I? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll keep those options open. Give us other tools. <laughs> well, my, my week got much better in the value section and, and I was just glad to have a game that was very, very comfortable. Antwerp at home to Oostende, um in the Belgian Jupiler Pro League. And it was a nice 3-0 win for Antwerp. And there was even a goal alert for a goal that was varred off for Antwerp too. So this was just a game where there was no surprises. It went the way we wanted. And was nice and easy. Want more of them this week? That would be good. Uh, I was similar in the value slot. I had taken Darmstadt away at all. Uh, Darmstadt won 2 1. Darmstadt were up 2 0. And thanks to Bet365's new payout rules, this game for me was over in the 75th minute. So that's oh, yeah. fine by me. Uh, and they, they were over even money when that kicked off. Uh, when we tipped, when I tipped them, certainly midweek, they were 12 to 11. By the time it kicked off, they were 6 to 7. So that's the kind of movement you get between when the stuff goes up and then that coming in. Now, you mentioned Bet365's new, new payout rules. So they'd been doing it for only a few of the top European leagues where if a team that you'd backed went two goals up at any point, they would pay the bet out as a winner. Um, but as I understand it, they've opened this up to 80 more leagues. Yeah, some mental amount yeah. of leagues. I think it goes down to the German uh, Dritte Liga. Now, the, the, amount, the amount of times, because if you're 2-0 up with 20 minutes to go and that, that goal comes in to make it 2-1, you, you then have a horrendous 20 minutes. So, <laughs> so having, having that already in the bag, it's a brilliant offer. Like that's enough for me to consider just taking all my money out of my William Hill account and just putting it. <laughs> Definitely. And that's, it, it, it does bring up a very, an interesting point though, which is a four each draw uh, provides winners for anyone who plays. Every, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But only if it goes 2-0, 2-4, four, four yeah, all. Yeah, it needs to go a very specific <laughs> way. But yeah, that's, I think I, mean, I can only remember it happening once and actually texting people about it because like, I was just delighted the bookies lost on everything in the one X. Yeah. <laughs> so Connor, your value slot? Uh, yeah. So I had I had Dundee United. Um, I'm not sure who I'm more mad at myself for letting the value treble down, or for Dundee United throwing it away. If oh, anyone would like to explain, God. Yeah. <laughs> so the answer. The answer to that is Dundee United for throwing it away. Um, it was a good pick. I wanted that pick last week. You got it. Um, I, I wanted it and. They were, they were good for it. They were 1-0 up. Um, but they didn't play particularly well, but they didn't really need to. Um, there was a sending off for Ross County. Um, so they were, Dundee United, a goal up, a man up, and they just let Ross County attack them for the last 20 minutes, which was bad game management to begin with. But um, Flo Hoti, one of the, the sort of youngsters at Dundee United, was, was through on goal in stoppage time with a 1-0 lead against 10 men. 
and he's taken on a shot that you need, you know, you probably score 15% of the time. Whereas if he pays, plays a square pass, because we're three on two, the other guy has an open goal, right? And when that <laughs> happened, I just, I turned to uh, my friend I was watching it with and I was like, see if Ross County score now. That's on him. This is on him because that should that should be game over. And of course, what happens one minute later, stupid free kick given away is one of those in-swinging ones into the box that doesn't really touch anyone and creeps in at the back. Yeah, it just goes straight at the back. Yeah, yeah. I, saw, yeah. I saw the goal, yeah. And that's, that's the last goal. kick of the game. And, and, yeah. and suddenly a game that looked dead and buried suddenly ended one each and the, and the value treble lost and a load of returns I was expecting just didn't happen. And, it, and I'm a Dundee United fan. I was raging. Yeah. <laughs> but raging uh, at my own team. Yeah, yeah. I'm not unhappy with the price. I'd pick it every week. Yeah, I'd take it again. I'd take Very it again. Fun. It was just yeah. it was just so unfortunate the last kick of the game in, a, yeah. in an 11 v 10 situation done you like that. So Yeah. On to the outsiders. Um, and that's where we try and pick an underdog. A big price, and I certainly got the big price. Uh, Motherwell away at Dundee, twenty-one to ten. Motherwell, who have been on a really good run, played very impressively against Aberdeen, um, and again against Hearts, and then in fact skipped that Dundee game last night. Saw them against Dundee United, where they they beat us one nil um, in monsoon conditions, but they were again very good for the victory in this particular game. However, they played as if they'd never played football before and lost three nil to Dundee. Um, Frustrating. And uh, hey, if any Motherwell fans listen to the show, I can't I can't begin to understand what it'll feel like for you this season with the Jekyll and Hyde performances and not knowing which one of those two teams is going to come up. Because the one that loses 3-0 to Dundee is not pretty. And apparently it was 3-0 going on six. And that was from a Motherwell fan. Get that sometimes though in games that just teams just collapse or, or, or things like that. It's it's bizarre. But yeah, it was I texted you about it last yeah. night, Andy. I was like, "How the fuck do you lose to Dundee's? See, reasonably, right? See if you <laughs> see Dundee three 0 right? If you get a competent junior team, I don't think they lose three 0 to Dundee. <laughs> do they? Like, so, like, you know, like, Dar- like you play like I don't know, Darvel or something like that against Dundee. They maybe lose one 0 or whatever. They don't lose three 0 to Dundee. <laughs> Um, it, it wasn't just it wasn't just a three nil. It was the manner of the yeah. 3-0. It was, it was yeah. a kicking. Like, it was a three yeah. nil hammering. Right at no point. Would anyone look at that game and go, oh, 3-0 favours, you know, uh, it makes that deal look quite good. No, it, it should have been more. Like, I don't do, you know, do you know, all I can remember from like, when I saw that pick at the weekend, I saw the result, all I can remember from the show is Gordo going, if you lose to Dundee, you must be shit. <laughs> yeah, and and I I I don't I don't disagree with that. <laughs> like, um, oh yeah, it was that was that was disappointing. But my my outsider also didn't come in. This was Alaves versus Celta Vigo. Started out really well as well. It was one each at half time. Um, then there was a missed penalty by Ayego Aspas, formerly of Liverpool, which he then. Uh, scored a minute later so he missed the penalty and then just scored it wasn't even like the rebound ah just... so when I got the notification for that when you get a missed penalty yeah. notification quickly followed by a goal I'd assume <laughs> it had been saved or come off the post and he tapped in the re- no just no, like he yeah. scored a... it, was a, it was another goal I think it was a goal from a corner that followed that because I started to watch the highlights of it but it, it started to really irritate me because it was comp- it was like snowing super heavily during the entire game and you're like I'm, I'm like, I'm like this is the kind of game that should end in a draw. A snow, like, do you know what I mean? Like two teams are like, oh, I don't want to lose now. Uh, anyway, that that happened, and then imagine uh, back Alave- against Celta Vigo. 
<laughs> Not backing against. To be fair, I was backing against them, right? But with a team like Alaves, whose previous results had been pretty damn good, like their their home record included a one 0 win over Atletico Madrid. <laughs> You know, games. Oh yeah! Win. No, no, no! <laughs> I'm not. I'm not having a go at the pick. It's just uh, one of the Christmas gifts that Gordon has got me over the years yeah. is a Celta Vigo top. <laughs> um, possibly Christmas 2018, maybe. Yeah. Because because two months prior, I had a I had a Trixie, an outsider Trixie on, um, where Celta Vigo were leading three nil at half time, and the other two teams had a slender one all one nil lead. And I was like, oh, I'm getting offered a cash out, but hey, this will turn into close to a grand. I'll just I'll just ride it out and see what happens. The other two teams went Celta Vigo draw three all. Where was your payout rule back then? So of course to rub salt into the wins for Christmas that year, I got a Celta Vigo jersey. Yeah. Quite a nice jersey, though, to be fair. Um, so of the yeah. woe of two outsiders there, let's um let's Yeah, let's go with a good one. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go to the only high point of my weekend. <laughs> um, I had backed uh, Port Menez in Portugal away to Famalicão, and they actually went off at four to one in the end. Um, and they won cosily three 0 No, it wasn't cosy at all. They had two <laughs> shots on target the whole game and scored three times. Um, Brilliant. <laughs> so that's the opposite. That's the opposite of Dundee's three 0 win, where I'm like, it could have been six. This is a three 0 win. It could have been. One. <laughs> yeah. they, 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 they got the first goal really early in the first 15 minutes for an own goal and then proceeded to do nothing for the rest of the first half and sit back. And then they just, it was it was a typical um, away performance. They just hit Femenico on the counter and they looked so good doing it. And they scored yeah. two more times in the second half and I uh, got a big four to one juicy winner. Yeah, that was, a, that was a belter right there. You don't need to hit many outsiders if you hit a four-to-one shot yeah. every every fourth time. There you go, yeah. profit. <laughs> Superb. Well done. Um, on to the charity pick. So this is uh, every week we do um, a treble for charity, which is £10 of our own money. Pick from each of us, and then all the proceeds go to a charity of our choosing. Um, unfortunately, I did not do so well at the charity which started with me in Japan. Um, at 5am. I really thought Nagoya Grampus 8 would uh, hold on or at least have aspirations of holding on to their Champions League spot with two games of the season remaining, but they lost um, to Sarezzo Osaka, uh, a team that they've played a lot recently, what with cup games and various other things, but I just thought with Sarezzo not having anything to play for and Nagoya having pretty much their entire season on the line, um, they would have enough to win, but they took the lead and then lost 2-1. Uh, so that's 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 really really important. It now puts them in a very bad spot where they're the top four get Champions League places and they are in fifth, one point behind the Kashima Antlers now with only one game to go. So um bad for Nagoya, bad for us. That's the charity treble fucked from the get-go. So sorry guys. Uh, sorry, it didn't do much better. Uh, I can't believe I didn't after last week talking about draws all week, I can't believe I didn't pick this game as a draw. When you look at both teams like I was. It's it's very much of the uh, the the Motherwell persuasion where you get you either get the Frozen Oni that beat Benevento four one away from home, or the Frozen Oni that draw with almost bottom of the league Cremonese or around them Cremonese in the league. Um, yeah, it, it, just disappointing there. So it was a one each draw. Uh, if you look at both teams, they've now each drawn four of their last five games. Um, and Cremonese have actually drawn all four of their previous four games, one each. 
uh, Frozenoni have drawn three of their last five games, one each now after that. So, uh, yeah, not a great pick in there. And especially the odds went off of as well. So, yeah, no dice. Uh, and my charity wasn't much better if I had Charlton away to Shrewsbury. Uh, they lost 1-0 in the 94th minute. Um, it was a pretty rubbish game, to be fair. Charlton dominated. They had a goal ruled out as well, but it's, the charity was already dead. I didn't really mind in the end. But yeah. <laughs> See, um, but although we all make the picks at the same time in advance, yeah. it feels like because I just happened to have the first yeah, yeah. Like, oh, but mine didn't matter because Andy had already <laughs> fucked it. Yeah. See, that, that, that's... <laughs> I kind of woke up and I was like, oh, well, Jerry's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So not not a good uh, charity ever this week, but we'll look to redeem ourselves um, with, with the, the weekend ahead. Some good games this weekend. There yeah. are some good games this weekend. And last week, just to point out, we did have a lot of other selections that were in the middle section, which is uh, for patrons only. So while we cut to a break just now um, and on the sports social network and general podcast providers, you'll hear a short advert on the Patreon channel. You'll hear a much longer discussion between the three of us about other picks. Like we don't record this as live, so it's edited. So like, don't think that discussion only lasts 15 seconds. When you hear about <laughs> Windling or something like that. Like it's, it's, a, it's a lot, it's a longer discussion in the middle. Um, couple of highlights from that. Uh, it was outsider heavy last week. So I had Lugano away at Grasshoppers 12 to five. They went, went, 1-1-0 one, one, um, who else did I pick last week um, oh, Nor- Norseland Odensee I didn't really fancy Odensee but Odensee ended up winning that game 2-0 um, but the, th- the other one uh, they did go out in the main pod actually we mentioned it at the end Connor Tokushima Vortis who are doing yeah. their best to stay in the J-League now having won two absolute must win fixtures they beat Shonen 1-0 um, which was a huge game because it's them they're looking to catch and the week yeah. before they beat Tokyo um, yeah, a team much, much better than them. So they, they're now six points out of possible six for the last two, knowing back then that they needed basically three wins to close out their season to have any chance. And they've got everything to go for. So they were over two to one as well. So a couple of good picks in the middle section. Um, so if you fancy listening to that, uh, join up uh, as a member of our Patreon channel. Uh, just download the Patreon app and go to patreon.com forward slash tramplebet. Tramplebet clubs, £5.50 a month. And it really helps us out. Yeah. You get the extra content, you get the early stuff, and you get this little conversation about extra picks for this show. The rest of you, we'll see you after the break. And now on to this week's picks. So this is for the weekend of Saturday, December 4th, 2021. And we'll run through, as always, our banker picks, our value picks, our outsider picks for the weekend ahead, and then wrap up with a charity treble where the proceeds of our £10 treble, should it come in, will go to charity. I'll start us off then um, with the banker of this week. And I love this banker. I'm just so confident. It's so it's it's a short price, but it's also far, far too big. This is Saturday at 2.30 p.m. UK time, which means it's in the German Bundesliga. Leverkusen versus fourth. And you're going to get Leverkusen for a home win here at odds of one to four. Now, that doesn't sound like it's very much, but it is fucking massive. Right. Let me assure you. This is huge. We've backed against Firth before. Nobody did it last week, 
right? No one backed against them last week, and they lost 6-3 at home to Hoffenheim. <laughs> Six! 6-3! Yeah. That's not a good spot for them. The game before that, they got hammered 4-0 by Gladbach. They're just absolutely leaking goals, and they are having, which is, this is possibly going to be the worst ever Bundesliga season in history. And that's what they're on track for. They, <laughs> they, have, they are really bad. Leverkusen are third in the league, right? So it's not like I'm picking anyone to play them. I'm picking a team that are third in the Bundesliga, so they're good. However, the story here is Firth and how bad Firth are. Dead last and one point from 13 games. They've scored 11 times, but conceded 39. That's, yeah. That's, that's 40 goals, basically. Um, they, they, look, they look like, um, you know, when you see the team at the bottom of the league, right? And you're like, they must have had like something, something's happened. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they, they, like they've been deducted points or like something. No, they're just shit. Like, that's the. You know, you know what it's like? It's like in an amateur league when a new team joins the league. Right, you know, like, oh, we're creating a new under 13s boys club for this school that have never played football before, and they get lumped in with everyone else and just get demolished, which yeah. they will do. Right, yeah. it's just a reflection on the fact that they're brand new and they don't know how to play football at all. Yeah, I, right. I literally, I literally can't wait for this show to eventually be sponsored by Groyser first. I literally yeah. all this bad mouth we give them. Yeah. They may as well, you know, like if they want to come in and sponsor us, that's fine, but I'm still gonna tell them they're shit. Could we, could we sponsor could we sponsor them? Yeah. Like match day sponsorship, sponsor a player or sponsor a player's boots or something like that. I'm sure yeah. we could do that. We'd probably get like four free tickets to a game Connor if yeah. you're up for it. We'll see if well, Joey fancies the flight. Yeah. I mean, even if they offered me free tickets, I'd probably still turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> Why? When you can go ahead, put a grand on their opponents and have quite a nice day and win two hundred quid. Yeah, you say that. I probably will do that, and then they'll win. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you're, in, you're in your greater first top. The whole time, yeah. like a thousand pounds yeah. down. <laughs> Come on, lads. Yeah, anyway. um, the, ba- the bank. My banker for this week is Leverkusen at home yeah. to Firth. Yeah, one great four. Pick. Great pick. I am moving away from Australia for my banker picks this week because the matchups kind of don't... I think there will be over 1.5 goals in quite a lot of the games, but there wasn't one particularly like, right, that's definitely going to happen in that. So I'm back to just a straight away win this time. This is uh, FC Porto. Um, this is a, a traditional Portuguese kickoff time of like midnight. No, like, <laughs> um, like 7 p.m. So it's Porto away at uh, Porto Menense. Um Taylor two teams really here. Portimonense, Portimonense. Not- they're winners, man. Yeah, they are. They are winners, right? But Connor's Connor's sports book is full of pesetas as a result of that, <laughs> as a result of last week's game, and you're going against them. I am going against them because you've got to pick your spots. They're not playing against Familia Cal this week. They're playing against <laughs> FC Porto, who in this league have taken that fact. They've taken 15 points from the last five games. They, you know, their last five times they've played Portimonense, they've won five of them. It's just like, a, there are, if you look in the league as well, Porto are on 32 points, scored 30, conceded eight. Porto Menense are in uh, sixth place. They've scored 13, conceded nine. Um, it, it's a it's a bit of a golf in class here, I would say. Uh, Porto Menense are by no means the, wor- the worst team in this league. They're nowhere near it, but I think Porto have enough to beat them. And I think getting Porto at just around one to two, it's pretty good value. Um, but I am having them in my banker slot here. So one to two FC Porto away. 
That's, that seems fair. I've got my portmanteau money, and I'm going to run with yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. Ticket run. I'm going to run with it. Um, my banker for my last week here. I've decided that I want to win all of it, so I'm going to back a one to forty. Sh- no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm in Germany. I'm in the same league as Andy was in, but I'm at five thirty, uh, and I'm going to be backing Bayern München away at Dortmund at four to five. I'm going to go for a four to five shot again. It's audacious, <laughs> is what that is. Um, and I, this, this game, it's, it's close. It's first versus second, Bayern is first and Dortmund is second. I just think Bayern is just superior, better than Dortmund in all all avenues. Um, Dortmund's defeats this season. They've lost twice to Ajax, lost to Sporting uh, and lost to Red Bull Lightning. Um, I mean, are Sporting and Ajax any better than Bayern and Red Bull? Probably not. The German league's pretty piss poor, let's be fair. There's, there's kind of three teams that go, you know, go for it. There's either, it's, it's Dortmund, Bayern and Red Bull and then the rest is kind of like, it's a free-for-all really, isn't it? For that last Champions League spot. Um, Bayern, I've just think it's superiorly better. They average 3.29 goals per game, which is just fucking madness. Um, that is, uh, what's, their, uh, what's their XG, Connor? They're ex years. who gives a shit. They talk three goals a game. I know. And Dortmund are. They've just got Haaland back, haven't they? He came off the bench last week, didn't he, for fifteen yeah. minutes and scored. Um, I just think four to five is just a little bit too big. You know, this this same game last year in the German Super Cup, Bayern were one to three yeah. away. So. They've, they've possibly got the best player in the world in Lewandowski, who probably should have won the Ballon d'Or. Um, but uh, four to five, it, you know, it, it's, it's a big. derby, isn't it, this game? It's, yeah. it's big. Uh, I'm going to go to that well yet again for the third time at four to five, and I'm going to get some winnings out of it. <laughs> Their classic of the weights. Good man. <laughs> it's audacious. It's a big banker. I like it, but well, if, if it kills the banker treble, yeah, get a it, flight to Southampton. If it doesn't win, if it doesn't win, then I'll just block you guys and you'll never hear from me again. Yeah, I'm speaking as a man that has lost several bankers. Do not worry. <laughs> yeah, but I don't mind. I don't mind. Your bankers are like one to four, one to two. You know, I'm coming in here, bankers at four or five. I was thinking about having a banker at two to one. I was like, this is definitely yeah, this, a banker. This, this is how you get your profit points up. <laughs> Love it. I love a wee bit of risk taking. Um, in the banker slot, oh, unsure, but Ooh. let's see how it pans out. Um, onto the value slots and talking about risk taking, that is definitely what I'm doing here. Um, this is Sunday at 5 pm in Denmark, and it's not in the Superliga, it's in the Lance Pokal Cup. So that's where the risk comes in. I'm taking a cup game. It's Randers versus Odense. And the home win for Randers, you can find it even money. Or ten to eleven, um, so you'll get a rounded even money price on this. First things first is a cup game, so instantly it's dodgy, um, and it is in fact the first leg of a two-leg cup tie, which makes it even dodgier um, because you can lose that and still win the tie. However, it's quite an important. The Lance Pokal Cup is quite an important cup in Denmark. The winners of the cup enter the Europa League third qualifying round in the next season, so it's actually well worth winning. You don't just get the trophy. You also you also get quite a good prize along with it in terms of European qualification. And it also should be noted 
that Randers are the current holders of this cup. They won it last year. Um, so they'll be looking to retain it this year. Both these teams, Randers and Odense, play in the Danish Superliga, so that's a good place to evaluate the teams um, and you can you can have quite a good look at it. Randers, fifth position, Odense are ninth. Randers have taken 15 points from nine home games. Odense only seven points from eight away matches. Um, the sides met in the league already this season, but that was at Odense's ground. Randers won out 2-1 winners away from home there, so they're getting to play at home, a place they perform better against a team that they've already beaten away from home. The sides play really often, right? It's a 12-team league out in Denmark in the top flight. So they play all the time. And you can look you can you can look back and get a good sample size of data. So the last 12 meetings at Randers ground between these two teams goes back to 2014. Odense have won none of them. Zero. That's, so, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. So there's been eight Randers wins and four draws in there, and they're and and they're in league and and they're in years where obviously the teams have flip flopped their league positions because these are two generally mid table teams. So sometimes Odense end up on top, sometimes Randers end up on top. One of the it's not always the same team that has the better year every year, but the one thing that is consistent is Odense do not win at Randers Stadium. They just don't do it. Mm. Uh, so. Getting 10 to 11 on the current cup holders in the quarterfinals of this cup in the first leg that they'll be wanting to win because they know they don't want to go and have to get a result away in Odense. That'll be difficult. Win the home game and take a nice lead. I, I like this even money. It's, it's just a good price. Well, I can buy me. Let's just, let's just see it come in. Yeah, because um, okay, I, I know it's a cup game and I know it's a two-legged cup game, which makes it dodgy compared to normal league play but yeah. I, I just assumed you'd avoid Denmark like the plague over recent weeks but you just keep yeah, going yeah, back just that well keeps going back glutton for punishment in Denmark <laughs> at that point um, but yeah well I'm I'm going to go to for my value pick uh, a league that I'm well versed in and it's it, it, it is what Andy is to Denmark I am to France but with more success of recent. Um, and it's a really odd matchup in the Liga Nationale. This is Burgund-Bress away at Red Star. Top of the league, Burgund-Bress, 31 points from 14 games versus 15th place Red Star, 13 points from 14 games. It, you're going to get Burgund-Bress away at 8-5. to five. Now, I don't really understand this. The only thing that you could say is that historically Red Star get the win here, but Red Star are generally a league above. Like that's that they generally get a win in cup games or various different bits. You know, it's been two, the last two games they've played have been draws. Bergen Brest are a different proposition this season. Um, their their away form has been fantastic. They've won the last six on the spin. Granted, one of them was a cup game, um, but the rest of them, you know, two one wins at Boulogne, Laval, Set, Cretil, Avranches. Um, they, they they perform really well. Red Star are in, in no great shakes. They lost to Chateauroux, they lost to Le Mans, they lost to Villefranche. They're not... I don't really understand how you can take first place with 31 points and 15th place with 13 points and go, yeah, these are both 8-5. to five. Like, it, 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 that doesn't compute for me uh, unless the bookies have just went, I don't really care about the French third division. Let's just go 8-5, to 8-5, to 19-10 draw, um, <laughs> which is possible. Um so I'm going to take Bergen Bress at eight to five away from home here. This is a Friday night game uh, for me, so looking forward to that. 
I like it. I like it. Uh, Friday I'll, night I'll, as well. Yeah, Friday oh, yeah. night. Could, could be dead by ten o'clock. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Friday nights. Friday nights uh, are, are when I, I do my best work, or conveniently <laughs> my worst work. Um. So yeah, Connor, what you got yours? Uh, I am Saturday eight o'clock. I'm heading to Spain in the Liga. Uh, and I'll be backing Real Madrid away at Real Sociedad at eight to seven or eleven to ten. If you shop around, um, it's a weird game. This one, Real Madrid sit top, Sociedad a third. Um, Sociedad are very, very good at home. Um, they've sorry, they've uh, what am I doing? Yeah, they've played seven times at home and got fifteen points, only scoring five goals, conceding one. It's a bit odd. If I run through, yeah, if I run through a list of teams they played at home, then you kind of understand why. So they've played Valencia, Bilbao, Mallorca, Elche, Sevilla, Levante, Vallecano. They're all kind of teams bar Sevilla who are in the bottom half of the league. Yeah, most of them sit in the bottom six. Um, Real Madrid have won eight of the last nine games and kind of hit a bit of form under Carlo Ancelotti, who I thought was going to be rubbish when he went over, um, and. I think 11 to 10 is just a little bit too big. The, the Sociedad steam seems to be running out. I remember you, Gordo, backing them. Yeah, I mean, I've, t- I've, 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 I've taken Sociedad a few times and they've burnt me recently. They, they've kind of petered out a bit. Yeah, they kind of, they've kind of they had a few, you know, uh, a draw at Valencia when they play against 10 men. They lost to Espanyol last week. Um, you know, Real Madrid have beat Barcelona. They've beat Sevilla. They've done well in the Champions League. Um and it just looked a little bit too big. Real Madrid are playing now, though, so I'm wondering if that's kind of coming in. They're playing in the yeah, league now, gonna... away at Bilbao. I don't know whether <laughs> that price has been affected by that. Um, but I just think that the 11 turns is a little bit too big, I yeah. think. Yeah, I, I, I like this pick. I looked at it as a, as a potential one because Madrid have been decent. So, yeah, nothing wrong in that spot. It's not like it's a fucking first... First part of a two-legged cup tie about the Europa League third round. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, look, if I'd known, if I'd known we could do cup games, mate, the FA Cups on, I would have gone to the FA Cup. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? If we don't, the one thing about this podcast is literally any game is is good. Any game, any, ga- any game. Okay, in that fact, my value as is Latvia twenty mil. <laughs> as long as it's in the future and the bookies have prices on it, it's good. Even if the bookies don't have prices on it, we've had games like that before where you have to wait for the price. So it's, as long as it's in the future. We'll just make up. In that case, my value is actually no corners in the first minute of this Real Madrid game. Yeah. Oh, welcome back, John Walker. <laughs> Um, but yeah, good. I know I like it in there. Hopefully, I think things a good. It's a good spot. Yeah. On to the outsider picks then. So this is where we've had a look through all the cards around the world in any game, Connor. Any game <laughs> <laughs> where we like the look or potentially like the look of an underdog. Uh, mine Saturday at 1 p.m. UK time. So this is Germany in the Dritte Liga, the third division of uh, German football. Braunschweig versus Meppen. Um, so this is a game between two teams that are doing very well this season. Meppen are in third place, one point ahead of Braunschweig, who are in fourth place. Um, and surprisingly, although fourth in the league, Braunschweig's home form has been pretty poor. In fact, I'd go as far as to say it's been bad. Um, they're 14th in the league's home 
home game table with only 12 points from eight home games, which is quite surprising considering, you know, they're right up the right up the top of the division. Meppen are the league's sixth best road team. They've taken 14 points from uh, nine away games. Meppen are also the league's informed team. So they've won their last five in a row in the league, 15 points in the last five matches. Browns flag, they're good. Like they've got nine points in the last five. I just think as a contest, this game will be quite close. But you'll get Meppen at almost three to one, and you'll get Browns flag at even money. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the team that are 13 to 5 on Bet365 all day, every day, and in, in that spot. Because in my eyes, it's a coin flip or it's close to a coin flip. And I think it's just a wee bit mispriced based on current form and also home and away records. So the bet there for me is Braunschweig versus Meppen and a Meppen win. Yeah. Uh, as long as they go up 2-0, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am I am going completely against our, our guest spot here. Uh, and I am taking his beloved Southampton to draw with Brighton this weekend. Uh, Brighton boo and his. <laughs> Collective boos can be held. Thank you. Um, Brighton have drawn seven of the last nine games like they're they're a draw machine they can expect many goals but they get really don't get fucking any of them they, they love drawing nil nil um southampton at this had came from obviously southampton are playing just now and they're i think they're 2-1 up against uh leicester at the moment uh, we talked about leicester not being very good but you know if southampton are turning a corner great that's fine. I want them to play counter. I want them to play try and press Brighton because that's where Brighton succeed. <laughs> it's just sitting in and, and catching people on the break. Um, yeah, I, I, this this game for me just looks like a draw, and it, it looks like it's heading towards one. Southampton Brighton. If you look at the last um, kind of five times that this game has been played at Southampton, um, Southampton have drawn. Three of the last five. This was 2020, 2018, 2018. They lost to Brighton the last time they played. Uh, that was in March of this year, uh, 2-1. Um, I just think this game looks like it's, you know, Southampton have drawn two of their last five home games as well against West Ham and Burnley. Um, they also got a narrow win against Aston Villa and against Leeds, both winning by one goal to nil. I just think the game looks like a draw. And, and for me, you're going to get that at 23 to 10 or 9 to 4. Um depending where you go. So, um, yeah, I'm going to take Southampton as a draw. Connor, do you have any contribution to that? <laughs> uh, I don't mind it, actually. I don't. I think it's it's a good price. I don't mind it. You know, we... You just rather they uh, won 8-0. <laughs> I, I just, as long as we don't lose, really, you know. Yeah. See, well, and that's, that's the thinking I want. That's the thinking I want for the, the, the... I want both teams to think that. Just play a 0-0 draw. I think you're, you're more like, from, as a Saints fan, you're more likely if the draws more, more likely to come in. If we usually we're very good first half, we're very, you know we're very good. Uh, if we score first half, I'll give you an example: the Villa game, for example, <laughs> we won, we went one nil up very early. Second half, we sat back, and Villa should have scored. It should have been a draw. So if we go winning at half time, it's more likely to be a draw because we just sit back. I don't know yeah. what he tells them at half time. He just must go. Well, we're winning one nil, so we might as well just sit back now. <laughs> the old Dundee United. Straight on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what have you got in your outsider slot then, Connor? What, 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 what's occupying you for, for outsiders? Uh, so I'm going to Italy on Saturday at quarter to eight. Uh, and I'm going to be taking Atalanta away at Napoli at 23 to 10. Um, 
I don't necessarily think Atalanta are 100% to win the game. But as I said to you boys, I try and, as an outsider pick, I try and find where I think the market's completely wrong. Um, this is actually the best home form in Napoli against the best away form in Atalanta. Um, and it's the first Napoli against fourth at Atalanta, which is a six-point difference. I think Atalanta are really good. Um, they look really good against Man United away from home into a really bad second-half performance. They've also beaten Juventus away from home, Atalanta. Um, and I think in a guide class, it's a pick-and game. And 23 to 10 just seems too big. Napoli played Juventus at home three weeks ago. And the Juventus were 2-1. to one. Um, And Juventus are you know, six points off Atalanta, worse than they were last year. Yeah. It's just too, it's just too big for me. It may be a draw. Maybe Napoli you might win. Napoli are also missing a few players. Dries Mertens is missing. Victor Osmerson, who's their top goal scorer, is missing as well. Yeah, I he went off. Did you see Did you see his injury? Jesus. Yeah, he's, he, he's, yeah. got, he's got a fractured eye socket and cheek. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. So, I just think 23 to 10 is just a little bit too big. And that's why I'm going to try and find my edge on that. So, I'll, I'm going to take that. Yeah, that mm-hmm. sounds good to me. Great stuff. So they're the main pa- the main picks from this week's podcast. Uh, mentioned it earlier. Patreon.com or the Patreon app, Trample Bet Podcast. And you can join up to be a member of the Trample Bet Club. You've got all the picks written down. So if you've forgotten what we've said already, because, you know, it is fast and furious, um, you get everything in a handy cheat sheet format there. Charity picks this week, gents. Let's win a charity treble before Connor leaves us. Um, I'm going to start us again, which means the pressure's on me, game one. Well, I think I'm going to start us again, unless there's another Friday night pick in there. There is. Oh, oh there so is. not starting it, so it's Brilliant. starting it this week. Leg two. Here we go. Saturday, 5 a.m. in Japan. It's the final game of the J1 League, uh, the top league in Japanese football. As we mentioned earlier, there's... Only a handful of teams, less than a handful of teams, that actually have something to play for. And the Kashima Antlers are one of them. They're away at Vigalta Sendai, and you'll get an away win for the Kashima Antlers at odds of one to two. So they're currently placed fourth, and the top four get qualification spots for the Champions League. One point ahead of Nagoya with one game to go, and Nagoya play the Uruba Red Diamonds. So God knows what's going to happen there. I wouldn't even touch that game. Um, two teams that are notorious for just <laughs> anything can going happen. up with a bunch of plumbers, like as, <laughs> yeah. as for like half the game. Oh, Uruwa in a nothing game, they've won it 6 0. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> They're very, very capable of doing that. So be aware about backing Nagoya this week. But in this game, Vigalta Sendai versus Kashima, it's an absolute must win to guarantee that spot for the Kashima Antlers. Um, Vigalta and I have already been relegated. They've got nothing to play for. They're also the league's worst home performers over the entire season. Only 15 points taken from 18 home games. And Kashima are the league's fourth best road team. 32 points from 18 away matches. Form-wise, Kashima have hit form at the right time to make this Champions League push. They're the best in the entire league. 13 points from their last five matches. Sendai only have five points from their last five. Like They're done. They're They're finished. I just think this is a good spot. The, the Antlers need to win this game, and I think they will. So they're my charity pick for this week. One to two, fine. As long as it sails in. I mean, and I get to start this week, which is good. It's nice. Nice not knowing the charity will be dead by the time you, you see your, your pick run. Um, so this is Le Mans away at Bastia Borgo. 
this is a Friday night game. Uh, Bastia Borgo are very much the Greuter Firth of the Liga Nacional. <laughs> they are running. They have rot. one point. No, they've got five points, right? Uh, they, <gasps> they have five points, but they are rock bottom of the league. They're five points behind 17th place Critil. They scored 14 goals. They've conceded 31. Um, they're rancid. Uh, and they play against so this is it doesn't really matter who they play against as long as it's not Critil pretty much in my book and this week they play against Le Mans Le Mans are alright they're they're, they're mid-table they're in 8th they've got 20 points the bizarre thing about the French League is that there tends to be a bunch of teams around like 20-25 points that separate like 4th and 12th like there's there's just a a kind of cluster of them Uh, Le Mans are fine in there they you know their form of recent from the last five games they've taken eight points Bastia Borgo have taken one point from the last five scoring five conceding 11 it's very much a bet against Bastia Borgo and you're going to get Le Mans at 15 to 11 or 13 to 10 depending on where you shop around I just think it's a really big price for a team that you know Bastia, they, they, they recently won a cup game against a, a, a really low division team called Al. It's either Alès or Ailes, it's pronounced. Um, they're like from a French league that only has, like you go on flash score and you only see their cup games. Like it's a league that's not covered by flash score. They won that 2 0 with two very late goals. Um, yeah, so Le Mans in there, away at Bastia Borgo, that's 15 to 11. So what's uh, riding us off? What's the yeah. what's this final leg that's bringing us home? It's, yes, yeah, it is the final leg. So mine is on Sunday at uh, one o'clock, uh, and I'm heading back to Spain in La Liga, and I've got Rayo Vallecano at home to Espanyol at six to five. Um, and on paper, this looks like a bit of a. I should really avoid this game. It's six Vallecano versus ninth Espanyol. Vallecano on twenty four points, but they're the best home team in the league. Uh, Viacano have picked up 19 points from their 24 in total at home, whereas Espanyol, sitting on 20 points in total, have picked up three away from home all season. No wins from seven, three draws. That's bad. Uh, that's bad, but you know what that means. That's a 1-0 Espanyol win coming. Bit of a bit of a dark horse team this year, Viacano. Um, they should be nowhere near six. I think their home form has been fantastic. Um, they've already beaten Barcelona this season as well. I'm not really sure that says a lot, but yeah, they have some good them. other results in there as well. Like yeah. they've, they've, they've been, they beat Bilbao away. You know they've, they've yeah. beaten uh, they beat Granada four 0 at home at right at the start of the season because I remember because I backed Granada. <laughs> um, yeah. But but Vallecano are a good pick here. I, it's... Yeah, I think the problem that I've looked at when you look at their home form. Like earlier when I said about Sociedad, who they played, Vallecano have beaten Mallorca at home, Elche at home, Cadiz at home, drawn with Celta Vigo. But they're picking up points, whereas Espanyol away have lost to Barcelona, Getafe, Elche, Sevilla. Yeah. Drawn with Betis, lost to Mallorca. <laughs> you know, the yeah. teams that Espanyol are beating at home, Espanyol are losing two away. So Yeah. I think Vallecano should have enough to win this game 1-0. Yeah, that's what I mean. it, it's probably going to be 1-0. If I can't have a score after 30 minutes, I'll be sweating for the next 60. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, six to five, that is. So hopefully it boosts up the treble a little bit as well. Yeah. And I think it's Gordo's turn to put the charity treble on this week. I've I've certainly done it for the last three weeks. Now, so I mean, I've been getting right in. So it's, it's, it's not a problem for me. G-Man. G-Man. <laughs> I'll be putting Get it on, it on this week. Get on a 365. 
So it goes when it goes two 0 up, it's locked in. And it's <laughs> oh, actually, backed it with William Hill, Andy. So your game that lost three two is not a charity win, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll get that one this week. Wonderful. That's the podcast for this week. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Connor, very much yeah, for being. Cheers, man. A yeah, tremendous right. guest on the show. It's been great fun to be able to talk football with you over the last few weeks. Absolute pleasure. Anytime. We'll see you next week for the recap. Yeah, no problem. Um, um, yeah, Gordo, if ever Andy keeps losing like three weeks in a row, just give me Yeah, a- yeah, no worries, mate. I, you know, we've got that separate <laughs> Facebook group with me, you and uh, me, you and um, some of the other patrons in there that we think might, might step in, you know, the contingency <laughs> team, as they're known. It's harsh. So harsh, but I'll take it because it's also fair. At the, current, uh, at the current time um, you're talking about the Patreon mentioned it earlier guys uh, really helps us out so patreon.com forward slash trample bet or download the Patreon app um, search for trample bet £5.50 a month and you can get the cheat sheet of all the week's games and also a whole lot of extra content stuff as well uh, there's the World Darts Championship will be starting in the second week of December I'll be all over that Some good games um, bro that's what Christmas is all about Connor yeah, it literally is. Yeah. <laughs> Fallon Sherrick versus uh, Fallon Sherrick versus Steve Beaton. Yeah. Big game. Barney's right in there. I've already backed Barney to win because you know I'm a sentimental bastard and he's my favourite guy of all time. He's got Lewis first round, doesn't he? Uh, no, I don't think so. He, Rob Cross will be his uh, seeded opponent if he gets through his first round tie. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Lewis versus Barney first round. No, I don't think he's got Adrian Lewis first up in the world. So I don't think, think so. I thought it was. Because they're both unseeded, aren't they? Have a look. I don't think it is. If it uh, is... I'll have a look. If it is... Then you might want to cash out. That's not good. <laughs> that's, the hard, that's the hardest draw you could ever imagine. Yeah. Um, so that's our Patreon group. But also we have a Facebook group. Um, and we're all very active in the Facebook group. That's free to join, obviously. Um, just search Facebook for Trample Bet Podcast loads of our community putting good picks in every week um, and a whole host of stuff it's not just football it's not just arts there's rugby league rugby union UFC horse racing um, cannot wait for the jump season obviously as soon as it, you get the darts at Christmas for me and then it focuses on the road to Cheltenham um, yep. so I'm absolutely delighted about that happening so uh, Patreon That's and Facebook them. join us both Connor, absolute pleasure. Um, the more guests we have on this show, the more the more I just think we should have a, a trample bet conference at some point, Gordo. Is that yeah? How to get the SECC? Uh, <laughs> not, not as big as that. I was thinking maybe like a room in a pub somewhere. Yeah. And maybe maybe a couple of foot, you know, private book it, a couple of football games like in the local vicinity. Doesn't have to be done in Glasgow. Could be, you know, let's go to Germany, let's go to Denmark, you know, let's let's get the great and the good of the listenership over, and we'll just put on Akas all week and drink some beers. Yeah, that's you know, sounds good that's to the me. ultimate goal. That's the and then you know you want to hit you want to hit the twelve of twelve. I want yeah. just uh, you know this is the most convoluted way of me organising a European football week. Piss up. <laughs> 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 Thanks everyone. We hope you've enjoyed the show this week. We'll catch you next week. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sports-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.